This is the No Offseason Podcast. We are on the Big Ten Preview. Ryan Rohalley, Nathaniel Rohalley here. And uh, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this, Frank. The Big Ten is just not fun to watch. <laughs> and I have zero care about this conference. It is a, it is a two-horse race with a third that might sneak in. Like, if you look, if it was a horse race, the other two teams that would beat Michigan or Ohio State, you'd be shocked, right? That's pretty, pretty much where we're at in this conference almost every year, it feels like now. It is definitely top-heavy. Um, a few years back, the Big Ten supporters would say that the reason they're better than the SEC is because of the depth that the conference has. It no longer has the depth that it used to about, I'd say, four or five years ago. It was a little deeper. Um the top is elite, though. The top is elite. I, would you even call it elite, though? I don't think it's as elite as they think it is. I think it's good. I think, yes, they can compete with everybody. But they're not elite elite. Like, I would I, say the, th- the top three teams in the Big Ten, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the national championship. So that's, I would that's be surprised. I, I would be surprised if two out of the three won the national championship this year. Michigan, I won't be as surprised because they are veterans, and usually Jim Harbaugh has shown signs as a college coach to say, hey, when the chips are down on us, I figure it out. Because I remember that one point they were like, Jim Harbaugh can't beat Ohio State. They aren't that good. Mm-hmm. He figured it out, and they win the college playoffs two years in a row. Yes. Now that narrative is you just can't win in the playoffs. Right. And now that's where Jim Harbaugh has to figure it out. Which he's done, and that's why I said they're, they're the one team in this conference, in my mind, that has a shot. That if they do go all the way, that's the shot. Ohio State, I don't I don't know enough about. I know they have talent. They always have talent. But I've seen two years, I saw it last year, really high on them, have all this talent in the world. They, they stunk. I'm just going to put it plain and simple. Ohio State was very underperforming the whole season. Underachieving last year. Underperforming, underachieving, and their performances. But they still went. They were right there. The you could say game. you could you know say it. Right there, but watching the but watching State, the games. What you're saying from last year, watching the games about how Ohio State played throughout the season, you could kind of tell the team did not live up to the potential that they had going yeah. into the season. Watching that game, if you would go in there and you told me that they would only be up by like six points against a team like. I don't know, like Maryland, you'd be like, what the fuck's going on? And then they end up winning by 20. But you're at the same time, you're like, yeah, you were supposed to do that in the first half. I know, I know it didn't happen against Maryland. But it happened against one of those teams at home, too. And you're just like, what are you doing? Like, you should be flying every game. Like, there shouldn't have been a game where they were close until the Michigan game. Well, you can say this about, um, you're saying that about Ohio State. Michigan shouldn't have even been undefeated last year. Well, that's like, that's you and the Illinois talk. Well, one. the screw job that happened at, at in Champaign, where the rest just wanted to make sure they had that Michigan-Ohio State game set up. So there was a collusion going on there. I think Michigan definitely should have lost to Illinois. They wouldn't even be in the discussion of the playoff if they would have lost. Like, I guess they would have because they would have won the Big Ten after that against Ohio State. But it's just one of those things where I just – I you look at it, and you look at this conference, you're like, there's some quality teams. They're good teams. I'm not saying they're great, though. You have Michigan. Well, any conference is not going to have that. <laughs> yeah, have but like the, 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 this is really top-heavy. I'd say this is the most top-heavy conference 
out of the big five. No, you, th- you believe so? Okay. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I could say SEC. Uh, no, SEC, I think, has a little... Well, the SEC is deep. Well, that's obviously the best yeah. conference, and we'll get to the... Yeah. They're deep, but this one right now, because you look at it and you go, all right, we got Michigan, Ohio State, you know, the, the two usuals. Can Penn State make that push? They do have the talent. They do have really good talent. They have two great running backs. Quarterback's a question. The defense was good last year. Can they continue it? Joey Porter Jr. is gone. But this should be even better. This should should be better, yes. Can they keep it up? Can the quarterback produce something and make magic for them where they haven't had that magic yet? And that's kind of the question with Penn State and James Franklin. Wisconsin, brand new coach. Love Luke Fickle and I love everything about him. But then again, it's kind of, it's not, I wouldn't say, it's kind of a retool, refigure out Wisconsin and getting them back on track. Iowa's Iowa. You know, you're not expecting to get 10 wins from them. Eight, nine. So, you know, they might sneak in the upset here or there. And then after that, you're just going. <clears throat> Which team is going to be the one to actually make a run out of those teams? You got anyone like, else? Uh, yeah. You got anyone else that you go well, and you. that's what the previous were. Maybe, maybe one of us will have a team that does it. I don't. I don't think we're going to have any of them, but. You know, I don't want to spoil everything. But. So, uh. uh Keeping with the the trend and the, doing the three things we hate about a conference, like you hate. Oh, I just I think this is a boring conference. Like, there's no exciting football. I agree. That's one of the things that I have on there too. Uh, the Big Ten is so slow to adapt with the modern modern football and how spread offenses. There took them forever, and they're so behind. Ohio State would dominate in the Big Ten like year after year because the other teams just wanted to run the rock, pound the ball. At least this year, they're slowly doing it, but it's like a slow roll. You finally have Wisconsin that's not going to be their same ground-and-pound team. They might throw a ball a little bit more, spread it out more, but... But Illinois is a ground-and-pound team back to that level now. Yeah. So, like, I think the Big Ten never changes. They're never going to be the Big 12. And I don't like that, personally, that it's just so kind of boring... Smash Mouse football like, still. Nobody gets excited for a Minnesota-Michigan State game. Like You're not going to sit there and be like, oh man, I got to go at 11 o'clock on the big noon to watch Michigan State versus Minnesota. Like Nobody does that. I enjoy, well, I enjoy all college football. Though, I know, but like if there was a game, like say this is 11 o'clock, and you had a TCU-Oklahoma State, yes. uh, A&M versus an Auburn, and then a Minnesota-Michigan State. Like, that's the third option in that group. Very true. Which usually I, happens when we're watching yeah, games. Yeah. And, and like I'm not... I'm not, I'm not... The Pac-12 doesn't play at 11, so that's why I'm not putting any Pac-12 teams in there at the moment. But, like, okay, so 2.30. We'll go to the 2.30 game. Let's say all those three, plus I'll add a Pac-12 team of, like, Washington versus... Washington, or Washington versus Oregon State. Arizona State. It, something to that nature. They're still below because of how slow... Boring, and it's just not going to be exciting. And I, by the way, I love Minnesota. I love my row. But you know how hard it is to watch a Minnesota-Michigan State game? It's not fun. Like, you'll watch it for a little bit, and you'll be like, all right, I know where this is going. Like, you know in the first 10 minutes how that game's going to play out. I was going to say, there's a reason that a lot of the teams, like the Big Ten, they'll play their conference games week zero or on a Friday or a Thursday because everyone's going to be excited to watch it, even though it's Nebraska-Northwestern. Oh, that was, yeah, last year's week zero. Last year, I think this this year is... Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota-Nebraska? I 
think so, but I'm not. It's, it's wild and moving to number two that I hate. I think it's not right to play a conference game that early in the season. You should never play a conference opponent. I'll agree with that. Week one. Because you're still trying to figure out your own team at that point. And then that's a lot to lose that kind of game that early. And there's only certain teams that do it in the Big Ten. That's not fair. Well, Ohio but, State did it. Oh, yeah. Ohio State he, did they, it they, they played against Minnesota. Yeah, they did. Michigan's yeah, the right. only team. Well, has Ohio it. State almost lost that game. So did Penn State the last year. Yeah. See, against so Purdue. I, I'm sure Big Ten fans will agree with that. They. Playing a Big Ten opponent week one, that's awful. Has Michigan done it? No, that's why I say I don't think Michigan. I think this is the second time Minnesota's done it. Yeah. Two out of three years. So, yes. for them to do it. And Nebraska, for two years two in a row, has to play before Saturday. They played week, well, they played week zero, I guess. That yeah. was a Saturday. But they played in Ireland. And then they have to go and play this game on the Thursday night. Yeah, well, they're not playing the Big Ten uh, crew, so they just screw Nebraska, I guess. I guess. I mean, like, well, we'll just screw Nebraska and throw them into these kind of games, which is unfortunate, but, yeah, that's number two that I feel about the Big Ten. I just hate that when they play conference games that early. You only have, what, 12 games, I believe, 13. right? 13 games. So you can't recover. If you lose, like, say Nebraska loses that game, their mindset's going down the drain already. Like it did last year, they losing the Northwestern. Uh, it was a different coach. Different coach, different style. Yes, Matt Rule is there now. We're, we'll get into that. But um, moving on, oh, what's another thing I hate? How reliant they are in Michigan and Ohio State. They, <laughs> That, but that goes to the but, but that, conference. But I, that, I was about to say, that's kind of like the SEC. They're reliant right now on Bama. And it uh, rotates. Yeah, it does yeah, rotate. It rotates. Yeah, that's SEC, true. it'll rotate. Yeah. Big 10, they rely so heavily on two teams. And I guess next year they won't because there'll be a new new person coming in. I don't care about UCLA. Um, yeah, the UC, adding UCLA to this mix next year is just kind of like adding Nebraska. Like it was adding Nebraska. Or, well, see, I'll like, give them credit because Nebraska was fine because you know at that t- when they got them they were still yeah. relatively hot, but like now there's when you add UCLA you're like all right you just added another Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Even name UCLA's been good last year and stuff, but yeah. traditionally I don't think it'll work out for UCLA too well. No, I, mean, I will say that I will. I'm not looking forward to watching even seeing on my upcoming games. A fucking UCLA versus Rutgers game. Yeah. Like, who in their right mind is going to be like, oh, this would be fun to watch? I'll, I'll talk about East Coast versus West, West Coast, Coast. In 1995. Talk about, like, uh, so Rutgers is from Jersey. We got Joe Budden going against uh, B Rabbit. Oh, or what was, the, what was the rapper's name from Malibu's B Rabbit. <laughs> or B Rad. B Rad. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Talk myself into that. Got West Coast versus East Coast. That's the best you can do. Oh, I'm also going to hate every Big Ten Big Ten fan dog shitting on the attendance when they go watch a UCLA game and be like, why is there nobody at the Rose Bowl? And you're like, well, you know, it's far away, this and that. And then they're just going to be like, oh, they don't even care about football. 
Yes, we know they don't. It's the way it works in California, though. As a Pac-12 fan, we know how it works. You but just let it ride. That is a road trip, though, for a Big Ten school. Like, oh, they're gonna love that's it. Awesome. Right? They don't have to be in December. You're not gonna be in the cold. You're gonna be in nice 60 degree weather in Pasadena. Yeah, that's a that's a road trip that'd be nice to take. It feels beautiful, so that'll work out for the Big Ten teams in the future. Um, oh, how do you feel about the? conference championship game always being in Indianapolis uh I mean where else would you put it you other than Minnesota no I, I could put it in Chicago there's not a dome they want a dome it's it too to cold yeah it's too cold other than it's kind of like the Super Bowl you know if you're gonna be out in the elements you gotta have the dome so it's either I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind in Minnesota yeah I was about to say it's either Minnesota or Indianapolis because they want to keep it in that region. Now, they might have to switch it since UCLA and USC are coming to make it more middle ground. Yeah, so what the, that'll be future talk, too. Future talk, yeah. I, I just don't like uh, the Colts Stadium at all. Uh, Lucas Oil? I'm not a big fan of Lucas Oil, like, either. I don't like it. It doesn't set up like a big game atmosphere like how like the Atlanta... Like the Georgia... Or, well, Mercedes I guess it's just been... Yeah. Or... Vegas, Jerry World, or Jerry Vegas. World, yeah, like those stadiums, it feels bigger. When it's in Indianapolis, it always feels like I don't know, dark. It, it always looks dark, and it's not. The games, there are electric in there. Like the crowds in there, that game, it just doesn't. You don't feel it from the TV. I don't think the sound carries too well in this. Like if, the, when you watch the Big Twelve championship game at eleven o'clock, most of the times eleven o'clock too, this people go. That was the, one of the funnest games to watch. Why? Because Jerry built the stadium perfectly to make the sound work in there. Like, even last year's uh, USC Tulane game was electrifying. Mm -hmm. And it's because Jerry did a great job building the stadium, working the sound, and getting the guys to do the sound. Lucas Oil, you're just like, this stadium's all right. Like, it's nothing special. I wouldn't want it to move to Minnesota. Yeah. Because I think Minnesota stadium's a lot better for the sound. I think it's one of the best stadiums in all of the United States, the Minnesota stadium. Yeah, I think the sound works better in Minnesota. And I think that would... Benefit, benefit the fans more. I guess, but then you have those cold winters in Minnesota, like yeah, that, where it's hard to travel. Travel, I understand like that, that but, but it's one game out of the year. Yeah, just do it once, rotate it, I'm and it's at it. the beginning of what is it? The be end of December, uh, December the, beginning. beginning. So it's not like like yes, it's going to be cold. We all know Midwestern should be used to it, understand that it's going to be cold, mm -hmm. and get there. Yeah. Don't think it would be a bad idea Excuse to me. switch it up and have yeah. it over there every once in a while. Well, even you could do Detroit. Oh, you could do Detroit. You could do, you could do Ford Field, but I think Ford Field's so it's not it's an older stadium. It's older than the other ones. Yeah, yeah and the Mac already controls Ford Field. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we can't take that away. But they want to do it on the same day anyway. Yeah, that is also true. Mac will probably have it on a Wednesday right. night. Just yeah. have, have the championship on the Wednesday. I just wanted to bring that up because, like, that's the number three thing I hate. I hate it. It's always in Indianapolis. It, it's my least favorite conference championship game out of all of them. Yeah, and it's played on the Friday. Or is it Saturday? No, Pac-12 was Friday. Friday. Pac-12 is Friday. And then there's a Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah. So. I don't know. ACC's, is, I think, is the worst, though, out of the bunch. I don't know what stadium to go to. They'll go to Orlando, Charlotte. Yeah, they they actually have the worst. Yeah, uh, ACC does. You're right about that. But uh, let's uh, move on with some picks here. We'll start out with the... Uh, Which one you want to do, East or West? Let's just get done with the uh, West because, really, it's the West. Uh, That's we, a, another thing. I'm going to add a bonus one on our top three things to hate. Their divisions, the way they did it is... 
ridiculous. Well, they, they did it because they want Ohio State and Michigan to play every year. I mean, they could have done that without. Right. I, you could have just made them schedule each other out of conference. Yeah, or, uh, every, out year. Of division yeah. every year. Yeah. And, and then, then guess what? You could have had them play. But, but I, this is also what I think. I don't think they wanted to play back to back games against each other. Yeah. Because you know what they play at the end of the year. Yes. They would have been undefeated. One loss. Ohio State, we have one loss. Then they would have played each other again in the Big Ten Championship game, vice versa. I think it would be awesome playing. Yeah, back. wouldn't it be cool to see but twice? But they want them to eliminate, like, if one won and then the other lost. Yeah. They kind of... Even the, Yeah. So that goes to conferences trying to protect their schools to get them into the national championship instead of what the best product is on the field. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Uh, but, let's get to the West. We, I'm pretty sure we both have the same team at dead last. Oh uh, yeah, purple and uh, black. Purple black. Uh, R.I.P. Pat. Pat's no longer there. Um, wasn't mad anyways. They still would have been last in my heart, last in my picks. I don't know if Pat Fitzgerald was still there. I would have been like, eh, they might sneak again. Yeah, I was. Like, well, there. yeah. If if Pat was there, you might get some Pat magic, and he'll go on like a three game winning streak. You'll be like, oh, Northwestern, mm-hmm. but. He's no longer there. They might not have the magic. I saw Skip Holtz's like assistant head coach thing going on over there. Some weird shit. So, I, yeah, Northwestern's dead last. Yeah, no need to say anything about yeah. all the all the scandal that happened and whatnot. Yeah, I already know it. So yeah, no need to when they, that shit. I, I don't think they have talent anyways because you know it's hard to recruit in Northwestern. But dead last for me. Mm-hmm. I agree with <laughs> 100%. Me. Uh, so who's going to be your fifth? You mean sixth? Fifth. Sixth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, six. My bad. Yeah. yeah it happens. Yeah. Um, Purdue. Because oh. y'all heard it in the past. Transition year. New coach. Has no head coaching experience. Used to be a big Purdue guy, but now, now my coach is gone. I think they're gonna struggle to do do much in that uh, conference. Also, they do have Hudson Card, who ex Texas player, hook him. But I just don't too many unknowns about him. How their coach is gonna be? Have to get new recruits in. They lost a few players too that went over to Louisville with Brown. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the same thing, but I'm going Nebraska here. Yeah, that's your hate for Matt Rule. Uh, it's not my hate for Matt Rule. I just, what have I seen from Nebraska that changed my mind from last year? The yeah, new head coach? New quarterback. Okay. Well, I've seen that. In, how many years from Nebraska? They always get a trace recording. Yeah, they always do something different, right? Oh, this is different. We have Martinez. This is different. We have this guy. This is different. Look at this. Well, Look this at this. Guy, this guy, I like. And I'm with better coaches. Yeah, I, I don't. I, no. Georgia Tech, yeah. Sims, no. Jeff, Jeff Sims? No. I've already seen him at Georgia Tech. He makes too many mistakes. He's very inaccurate. Everything that. He has talent. He has talent, but everything that he does, I've seen inaccuracies for. And yes, Matt Rule maybe be able to change the culture and the style of Nebraska. It's just not this year. I, I, it, I agree. It won't be this year because I have Nebraska finishing um, fifth. Yeah, so, and I have Purdue after. Right. So it's more of the line of what have I seen? I've seen more from Purdue and the talent coming back. Like you bring in Hudson Cart, and you're not. He's more mobile than O'Connell. See, so I went coach. I went. Who's the better coach? Yes, and I went with. 
the younger guy head coach that could get used to the other players maybe get that motivation in them. Now, will it work? I would like to say we'll see. But I just I've seen Nebraska for years under Scott Frost, and they've been so underwhelming that it's like in your mm-hmm. mind where you're like, I can never trust Nebraska like, to be. No, I I might trust Matt Rule. He's got a but it's one of those things where I need to see him flip it first. To me, go, yes. And what he's done, right? He did it at Temple. He redid it at Baylor. And so you're like, yeah, he can do it. Mm-hmm. But I need to see it in Nebraska. Because if you look at it, Temple's a small school. Baylor's the smaller schools of the Texas teams. You know, it wasn't the high and mighty. That's the high and mighty of Nebraska. They live and breathe mm-hmm. Nebraska football. They, that's all they care about in Nebraska. Very true. So it's a different. And corn, don't forget yeah, about Yeah, and corn. But corn. it's a different feel than Baylor, which Baylor's just like, hey, can you get us back to like 500? And Rattle's like, oh, I'll do better than that for you. Watch me. That type of feel. And then Baylor's like, look, we're relevant again. Like that type of feel. Um, I do want to say that Nebraska has a lot returning on offense and defense. We'll see what Matt Rule does with that. And for Nebraska fans out there, just knowing how Matt Rule recruits, I think a lot of people know how he recruits. He recruits athletes across the board. He doesn't recruit by position. So in a couple years, Nebraska is going to be just all athletes, like those Baylor teams. They And they figure out. Matt Rule will, he, he will recruit the best athlete and figure out where to put him eventually once he gets them on the roster, which is great for Nebraska because they've been lacking athleticism for a long time. So... I'm optimistic about Nebraska's future. They share, I guess we disagree on the position with them and Purdue. Yeah. My mind's just... And Hudson Card always gets hurt, too. My mind's more the line of, I've seen Purdue... For that was a ye- different coach. A different coach. Even with the before he got there, they were middle of the pack. All right, this Ryan Walters <laughs> guy, I don't know anything about him. Uh, I'll take my chances on him, though. Ryan Walters. Ryan Walters, that's who you're backing to pick over Matt Rule. You're picking a no-name coach. Yeah, I will. Unknown commodity. I will for the first year. Okay. And then when the second year comes around, I might switch it. All right. That's, that's fine. All right. Moving on. Who, who you got next? Um, I'm going Minnesota. Minnesota. You know. Illinois. I love I love Brett. Great coach. Does his thing. He's 
He's and a, once again, we're flip flops on yeah. this one too. Yeah, I love Brett. I love his style of play. You know, he, he Brett, Brett, Brett does a great. He, he does it smartly. He's like, look, the year one, he was like, we're soft. We're not physical enough. He got him fit more physical this last year, and they had a great running back in Brown. That was he did a great job, and it worked his play style. Once Brown left, though, you're kind of sitting there now, and you're like, all right, you got a new quarterback too. Running back, he, he was there last year, freshman. So you're like, you're we're riding the you're just riding the offensive line. We know that it's a very yeah, veteran that's, offensive that's why line. I'm not too worried about the running back uh, situation either, because Brett Bielema will they'll run the ball. That that's a guarantee. Yeah. That Brett Bielema well, the same thing with PJ. They, they're gonna run the ball. Yeah, I don't think there is a He's not. He doesn't have the track record as uh, his run game being as successful as Brett Bielema. Bielema has done it at Arkansas. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, of course. But Wisconsin runs all day. PJ Fleck at Central uh, Western Michigan, he didn't even run a power power offense. Like he that he's not from that. No, he just goes with whatever works. They could come out with a whole different offense. Maybe Minnesota will. <coughs> Excuse me, but uh, yeah, I I think uh, Minnesota's actually they're going to be better. They they might not win nine games, but I think Illinois is about. Six Six to seven wins, and Minnesota's about seven to eight. Well, Illinois has to go at Minnesota, so that could be the tiebreaker right there. Uh, I don't know. I think Minnesota has a slightly tougher schedule, though. Uh, it depends on how you feel about because they uh, Minnesota gets Michigan and Ohio State. They I mean. Both. Of course they do, right? <laughs> this is how they, they they end up. I mean, in Illinois, they play neither. Well, that's that's already two losses right there. It's pretty unfair. Yeah, so that's why there's no way that I'll be shocked if Minnesota picks uh, finishes ahead of Illinois. Illinois plays neither of them. Well, I'll say this then, uh, just for a minute. I didn't know that until you told me. They play Penn State, <laughs> but they get them at home. Early in the year, too. I'll say this. They can maybe win that Michigan game. Maybe. I, I bet Michigan covers the spread. I, I'm just saying maybe. <laughs> I'm going to throw a maybe in there for you Minnesota. You can retract and come, come over here no, with uh, new information. No, I'll stick with what I got. I'll stick with what I got. Okay. All right. Who's your number two? Oh, we're probably going to be flip-flopped again because Wisconsin's my number two. Oh, the Wisconsin's my number two, too. Okay, awesome. Well, we're lockstep in this one. Uh, it's only two because I don't know. I just maybe I just don't trust Wisconsin. I think. Well, I'm big on transition years. Different coach coming in. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Well, actually, they have to adjust the personnel to fit the new system. Can you do that? that in a, can you do that in a whole off season? Uh, I think it would take one more year. With the quarterback they have and the style he played at SMU, Mordecai, I think it is, it's going to be easier to transition. Was Mordecai even that good? I mean, he played the spread style in... I know what style he played at SMU, but, like, say Mordecai would have some bad games for SMU. Like, you would think they would should win some, and they didn't. Yeah, I know, but it's just one of those things where I think the transition, because of the quarterback... And it's not Graham Mer- Greg Mertz, who can't play any style. It's going to make it easier. 
Wentworth was a that was the highest recruit that well, yes, Wisconsin ever got, and they realized real quick that he was not that good. I wonder what style he played in high school. That'd be curious to know because maybe he didn't fit that style. That they maybe played. he did not, but they got Mordecai coming in, and Allen's back. So do you think he's better than uh, Kate McNamara? Uh, I don't think Kate McNamara is that good. I think he fits Iowa's system perfectly, I think, though. Yeah. I think he fits his system very well. But it's just one of those things where I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Allen is back, too, for Wisconsin, which I feel like he's been there for years. It does feel like that. Is he only, he's he only a junior, so, junior? you know, it's COVID times. But, I mean, what else can I say? The, pretty much their whole offense is back. Wisconsin gets Iowa at home too, so I mean so that helps them. But I think Iowa, I think Iowa is really talented. They got the tight end all from Michigan too. They got all those Michigan transfers. Defense is always elite. Special teams is always putting balls down at the one. Always got a good kicker. Like I feel like this could be an Iowa year where they just upset a couple of people, surprise some teams, and I think it's a. It's a comeback Iowa year this year. Plus, once again, I think everyone knows this. The offensive coordinator, um, Brian Frank, uh, Ferentz, yeah, son of the head coach, Kirk. He gets a bonus if they score 25 points or more in the game. And they have a now, nine-win season, I believe. Does it, it does it count if they uh, if the defense scores two touchdowns? And then they only scored two See, touchdowns. They didn't go over that part of the contract on there. I think the offense itself has That's to average like okay. 25 or more. Okay. Because their defense is going to score like a safety every game. It yeah. Seems like. Bubbles. Oh, sorry. My, my cat keeps doing wild things right now. Uh, but yeah, so we both have Iowa as our one. And Wisconsin as our two. We'll go to the East region. Was it what was it called before that when they tried to do that legends yeah, and legends and leaders? Yeah, I don't know which one was the legend, which one was the leader. Uh, I think they were separate on that time too. That was stupid names. Uh, who do you got in dead last? Uh, Indiana. Indiana. It's just it's too deep. I don't think they're that bad, but they. Once Michael Penix left, the Magic left out of Indiana. Well, once Penix tore his ACL, the Magic left. Well, once he threw those pick sixes against Iowa in that opening game after that, yeah, kind of. So. I mean, it's pretty much pick your poison here. Um, I like Greg Schiano from Rutgers, so I can't pick them last. Yeah, I, I think Tom Allen's a fake, phony, hype guy. Uh, so I'm going to go Indiana, too. Uh, I don't really like Indiana. They're, I have nothing nice to say about them, so they're not going to be important. Enough in this thing, and then I have Rutgers after that because you know Rutgers is Rutgers. Uh, Greg Schiano, and maybe like we keep waiting for it, keep waiting for it, for him to bring Rutgers back to the yeah, not those big. years in 07. Yeah, but that's Big East. Uh, and I was gonna say the difference is that was Big East, different teams. So yeah. he was going up against South Florida as their big rival instead of Ohio State and Michigan of the world. Yeah, and they have to play them every year with Penn State in there, so. Yeah, um, I kind of wanted to be bold and pick uh, them over Michigan State, but uh, Mel Tucker better show it. Like that's why I have because Mel Tucker better show it. I said this last year. He got paid way too. I early. said this last year. They shouldn't have paid him for having one good year, 
Because you have one spark, you have to pay him because the people are like, oh, he might leave you. Let him leave. You sometimes let people that you know that just hit a hit one fire, lightning in a bottle, let him leave. Because in the long haul, he hasn't really done, he's done mid okay at recruiting. He doesn't bring in like, Wildly athletic talent, he though. He was awful at Colorado before he even got, went to left them for Michigan State. That like it's one of those things. Colorado, he wasn't good. It's one of those things, and you're like, can you not recruit a quarterback? What what's going on? Can you not recruit a quarterback? Can you not recruit any speed? It feels like on your offense, like, excuse me. <coughs> when you watch Michigan State, do you go? They're fast. <coughs> no. Uh, back when they had. Uh, Kenneth Walker and, But that was uh, a transfer luck of the draw. That's Mary their Jones lightning in the bottle. Was it Ross? <laughs> it might have been Ross. Was Ross was his name. That he got drafted too, that. right? Yeah, he was really good too. But that's lightning in the bottle type shit. That was their, his lightning in the bottle. And then last year you saw there was no speed. There was no athleticism. They couldn't figure it anything was out. As hell. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that had to do their offensive line was bad last year also. It was bad. Yeah. And that's what they need more than anything is they play that style. They need their offensive line to be good. I think it'll be a little bit improved this year. But... Like, would I like... I love Michigan State's jerseys. I love the green and the white. Would I like them to be better? Absolutely. Do I think they're going to be better? No. And also, they have an Asian QB. Well, I don't know anything about that. We'll see him this year. It's his first time starting, so... Can you name the, most, the best Asian quarterback of all time? I've never seen an Asian football? quarterback, so... Tommy Chang. From where? Hawaii. Oh yeah. Is they, does, he, too. does he count? Uh, he's Samoan. Yeah, that too, doesn't right? count. I don't know if he's Samoan or Asian. If he's in, from the islands, it does not count. Uh, so we're talking to straight up Japanese or no Kim. His last name is Kim. Noah Kim. So, so yeah, he's Korean. Yeah. So Korean quarterback. That'd I mean, be awesome if he could light it I up. I mean, if he lights it up this year, great for him. Good you know, job. I would know, be loving it. The media loves when an Asian does well in sports because of Lynn Sanity. They'll yeah, the, crazy about it's it. called Kim Sanity now. Right? Kim Sanity uh, over in uh, East, East Lansing. Lansing. Uh, I'm pretty sure we we have the same team here. Or are we going different? Uh, yeah, Maryland. Maryland. Shit, actually, I shouldn't even have him this high. Well, it's kind of a default thing <laughs> with me. I, I was thinking, really trying to figure out how I could put Michigan State in front of Maryland. But I, I couldn't. couldn't. I couldn't do it after last year. And Maryland has got. They're the opposite of. This Michigan. is what I love. Every fucking year, yeah. I every media outlet doesn't matter who they go. Maryland has this great talent. They have this. They could be the sleeper team. They could be this. And you sit there, you go. Mike Mike Lowsley. Loxley. Loxley. Yeah, from Bama. We already know what he is. Huh? All right. He's a bad coach. You're gonna get a wheel and deal in the first three weeks, right? Townsend, Charlotte. Virginia, they're going to score like 50 points in those games. You're going to be like, I'm on the Maryland train. Shit, then they go at Michigan then State. Then right when you hit the Michigan State, you're going to do this. Everybody does it. Because I've done it. Nathaniel, you've done it. Yes. Everybody's done this yeah, thing. Everybody's done this thing. Where they go, Maryland's blown out everybody by 50 points. They are not going to lose this. They're going to win this game by 30. Mm-hmm. You're then going to gamble on them to win that game by 30. You then are going to watch the game and realize, what the fuck are you doing, Maryland? And then they're going to end up losing that game by 21. And then the downward spiral of the season starts, and you're just going to be like, Maryland being Maryland. 
Yeah, because Talil, Talil uh, Tangalolo, like, throw three picks. But everybody loves him. I like him. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a good college quarterback. It's just one of those things, though, where I sit there and I'm like, I've seen this story before. I've seen the Maryland story so many times. I like their Man, I love their talent so much, too. That's the unfortunate thing. Like, their talent is... No, it's there. It's just what it is with Maryland. And I'm not going to get baited in it every year. I stay away from Maryland on betting, and I'm staying away from them. From Did you bet the first, was it last year? Or yeah, I bet it last year. Ago? West Virginia? No, I, that was two years, two years ago. ago. Yeah, I bet last year, too, because I was like, yeah, they get off the great starts. Yeah, and you bet West Virginia over Maryland two years ago, though. Yeah, because I know. You, well, you learned your lesson, right? Well, last year they didn't cover the first game. Yeah. That's just Maryland doing Maryland things. Usually they get off the hot start. Uh, who do you have at number three? All right, well, we got the top three that we talked about earlier, so. Right. Let's just go. Who do you have winning it? I really wanted to put Penn State. <coughs> I really wanted to put Penn State. I tried to figure out every possible way I could put Penn State as my Big Ten champions, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. Why is that? Because I think they'll lose the Ohio State at Ohio State. I think they beat Michigan. And then you flip it, right? I think uh, Michigan loses to, beats Ohio State, but Ohio State beats Penn State, causing an anarchy. You think they're all finished with one loss? Yeah. I, I think there's going to be multiple losses by Penn State. You year. think multiple losses? Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, technically I have everyone losing one. So, I don't really know who would be my third. I, I forget how it would the work. The tiebreaker would yeah. be, I think it goes based on ranking and the college football go, players. It might be. And I just don't think Penn State would get that. So, for that reason, I would probably have Penn State three. I have Penn State three just because. Then you have them probably losing to Illinois. Yeah, like I have them losing to Illinois and maybe even Iowa too. I haven't decided yet. But, okay. But, Yeah. Like, I'm losing that. Tell us all there for Penn State. Once again, like, I'm James Franklin. Talk, talk him up all you want. I don't believe in James Franklin being a good head coach. And that's just me. I know they've won the Rose Bowl. I guess that's a good head coach. I don't think he could reach that next level. Um, everyone's going the route of their quarterback is better than uh, Sean Clifford. Which is possibly true, by the way. Yeah, we he played uh, last year for a bit. They bring him in and yeah, that's true. Some things, but that could be true. But I don't know if they'll utilize their running backs as much as they should, because they run that their offensive system. They run in kind of a spread, but still power kind of thing with run schemes. Their running back tandem is by far the best in the in Big the Ten. And I say by far, you know, people would say Michigan. I think the talent that better than Corum and Edwards. Yes, I and think so. uh, and I had these and, and yeah, the Ohio State combo fucking yeah. makes me nervous too about that. But I do believe maybe it's not uh that much ahead of them. But it's crazy. All three teams have uh, great running back combos. But I haven't finished it third. I think their schedule's tougher than the other two teams, which is why I have uh. uh while Michigan finishing first because their schedule's easiest uh, of the bunch. Yeah, I have Ohio State finishing second. 
I guess I would have him finish in second. Oh, again, I don't know how the tiebreaker will work, but Michigan would uh, beat them, and I would assume they would hop over them. I have uh, Ohio State losing to Wisconsin at uh, Wisconsin, so. Do you? Yeah. So that's the reason I think Michigan just goes throughout there. Maybe. Maybe losing to Penn State and still get it in with one loss. Oh, you want to hear the question? Doug Gottlieb asked uh, Jake Butt today on uh, the herd. He was uh, Colin Coward was out. He asked the stupidest question. He said, Jim Harbaugh being out the first three games, is it going to be a big deal? Right. Doug Gottlieb, they play East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green at home. Be out the next five games, it wouldn't be a big deal. Uh, I think that Minnesota game would be difficult. That's game six, though. But yeah, is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, Nebraska, Nebraska does play them tough, though. Didn't they blow the hell out of Nebraska one year? Like, I think they blew them out last year, but (laughs) but neither here nor there. It's at Nebraska this year. Michigan's on a mission. I just believe that they're set. JJ McCarthy's. A clutch player. He kind of reminds me of Stenson Bennett from Georgia a little bit where he's just played in so many big games and he knows how to perform when they're down. Michigan's never out of the game. Even when they're getting blown out, they'll do a comeback. Defense is already set up and still I will say this, though. How shocked were you last year in the playoffs to see how bad their defense was against TCU? I was it, I had TCU winning. I know, but like, time. but watching it, did you expect it to be that quickly, like ramped up that quick of a shot? Because that's the second know, year in a row where Michigan's defense got smacked in the mouth in the first quarter and couldn't really recover. They did all right of controlling the damage. They, <laughs> they gave up two uh, touchdowns on offense, which yeah. kind of inflated the score, and then they gave up a huge play to put in. But they were giving up chunk yards yeah. to Miller too, though. Oh, yeah, before he got yeah. out. That, it would have been bad if uh, Keandre Miller played the whole game. I believe that would have been a worse situation for him. So I'm just saying, like, it, every time they're in the big-time moment in the playoffs, it, you just watch them, you're like, how are you getting smacked well, in the mouth across again? That, all they have to get through is the Big Ten, though. Yeah. So, like, I don't believe Penn State's that creative on offense. Ohio State, Michigan is in their head. Like, Ohio State will complain about the weather probably in that game. If it snows in that game, you think Ohio State's winning that game? I know C.J. Stroud's not there anymore, but just on their mentality, they make excuses. Ohio State keeps making excuses. Ryan Day makes excuses about that game and why they lost. They could have won. Michigan, all they do is go in there and just ground They, they just out-physical them. Right. And they that's what them. I want to see Ohio State change their defense and change the way they play. They play too much flash, and the defense isn't as physical. And so when they, they're going to have to rely on turnovers for Michigan or Ohio State to beat Michigan, they need the turnovers that the defensive coordinator that he got from Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That's what you have to rely on. Yeah, but Blake Horn barely fumbles. Edwards might fumble. He's the but you have to rely on Edwards to fumble the ball. JJ McCarthy can be a turnover thing, but like other than that. And do we know who the quarterback of Ohio State is? Uh, I don't think they've announced it yet, but I'm not like 100% sure on that. And that's something else. I know it's definitely going to be somebody talented. Yeah. Like, it's fine. It's just a couple games. And Wisconsin, like, Luke Fickle playing Ohio State after he got passed over. We say this all the time. I know. It needs to be reiterated. Yeah, but he never does well against Amita, though. He always gets blown out. That Cincinnati time they played him? 
Yeah, he has more talent at Wisconsin than Yeah, that is true. So maybe this will work out. He gets him at home. I'm sure the Wisconsin fans will be pumped about it. Oh, It'll absolutely. It's a conference game instead of out of conference later in the season at night at Camp Randall. I just see Ohio State walking into a buzzsaw that night. It's just... And then Ohio State does not... For some reason, I have it in my mind where they always kind of lose at Camp Randall. I know they have it, but they struggle at Camp Randall quite a bit. That's one of your go-tos. But, uh, yeah, that is the uh, Big Ten for you. In the nutshell. So, uh, who do you, Michigan-Iowa? Yeah, we both have Michigan-Iowa. No upset? Michigan's going to beat Iowa? That's not even close. A blowout? Yeah. Uh, not even see, close. this is where... I'm picking Iowa to win the Big Ten. You're crazy. Now, no this is like your Virginia picking all over again. Yeah, well, like, I'm just... Iowa, Michigan, the game is going to be set up nicely because Kate McNamara wants, his, wants revenge against Michigan. All, all the tight end that transferred, like, there's a lot of transfers that Iowa's picked up from Michigan. I think it sets up well. I just think all the pieces come together. I got Iowa winning the Big Ten. Not making a playoff or anything, but I have them winning the Big Ten. Uh, I have Michigan winning it and probably making the playoff again, unfortunately. But All right. You don't see a revenge? I don't, story? I don't. I think the revenge, you could do that all you want. You could play that story you want. He's going to get smacked in the face. That's just how it works, all right? But uh, all right, well, my brother just goes chalk. Well, that's the Big Ten. That's why I hate it. It's a chocolate. <laughs> Big Ten's just chalk. Big Ten's the most chalk thing you could do. So I got Michigan winning it all, chalk it up, whatever. Ohio State, maybe that maybe that will motivate Ohio State this year because so many people are talking about Michigan that they can finally get back to whooping up on Michigan. Oh, you want to switch it and go Ohio State? Now? No, I'm not, but. That's just one of my things. Like, maybe it's that's about time. So, I'm going to do it for uh, the Big Ten preview. And, uh, yeah, only one, one left. On to the, the SEC. On to the SEC. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Later.